Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Anthony from Eat Local New York. Hey, we haven't put out a podcast episode in quite a while. And yesterday, I went down, traveled to Ithaca, um, and went down to Stone Bend. That's opening up pretty soon. Uh, it's pretty cool. Well, they're open already. Uh, Tim from Buried Acorn Brewing, who I'm the best of friends with in the entire world, has been trying to get me down there for the better part of this year to check it out. And just it seemed like every time I was going to go, there was a snowstorm or something came up um, or Tim and I were arguing at the moment. So I didn't want to see him. Uh, but finally I went down and uh, met Terry, uh, who's the brainchild behind stone. Bend. it's pretty, it's a pretty awesome place. Uh, I'll encourage you if you're listening to this, to go onto our YouTube channel and watch the video um, of where we recorded this conversation because it's it's you just you really need to see it. Um, but they're gonna have beer down there, pizza. It's on a farm, uh, growing a lot of their own food, most of their own food that they're using to make the pizza and uh, their own garlic and, and it just it's it's pretty cool using stone uh, stone ground flour, stone ground flour. Anyways, using a local company for their flour. Uh, really cool, amazing place. I don't know really how else to describe this. I'll just say that if you're listening to this podcast, you have to first go watch the video on YouTube, go follow them on Instagram, Stone Bent and Buried Acorn too, and then just go down there. It's about an hour and a half drive from Syracuse. You won't regret it. Go when they're open. That's it. Okay, here's a song from my cousin and then the podcast. So it was. Was it your friends that uh, was there a bug? Yeah. Uh, was was it your friends that uh, have that YouTube channel? Yeah. Uh, so, well, I, we became friends through that, but uh, okay. Sa- Sonder and uh, Summer. Okay. And they and they have a third person, Joey, uh, and they're all really accomplished in their own fields. Yeah. Um, she's basically a botanist and is, is okay. a very successful YouTube thing on her own. Yeah. And then he's a. Hot, you know, top tier video editor, video okay. animator, and just huh. an absolute genius. Yeah, the videos look great. And then I was, I was telling Tim, I was telling you earlier, I was in back home in Kentucky, where I'm from, and uh, in February, and a friend of mine who follows Eat Local New York said, "Oh, you've got to check out this YouTube channel from the Finger Lakes." And he sent me the. He was like, "They just did this tour of this place. It's opening. It looks amazing." And he sent me that episode. Awesome. And uh, I was like, oh, I know about this place. My buddy's doing the beer there. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, so, yeah. So, and that thing got, but I mean, it's just amazing. Oh, they got, so I haven't even, honestly, I haven't seen those videos in six months, five months. I can't imagine how many views they have at this point. Because I think yeah, within the first 24 hours, they had like, you know, close to 10,000 views. Yeah. 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 They have a, a huge audience. Uh, we've got, I've, we've had people come in here for pretty far away. Mm-hmm. I had a couple email us from Maine asking our advice on how to build a greenhouse 
I was like, hey, uh, give me a year. Let me see how this one works out for the first year. I'll let you know if you should take any advice from us. So what is this place that we're sitting in, and, and when does it open, and what are you doing here? So this is a one-of-a-kind geothermal timber frame greenhouse that we conceptualized with our friends at Trade Design Build. Um, geothermal greenhouse kind of – I was taken by them, I guess you could say, you know, seven years ago when I started – went down this YouTube hole because hmm. I was already growing food at the time and just got obsessed with this idea of having one. We were going to do like a real DIY version, and then one thing led to another – Many circumstances changed. The pandemic hit, and we just kind of shifted and ended up, hmm. after a lot, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, like literally blood, sweat, and tears, ended up with this beautiful, one-of-a-kind structure. Yeah. Um, and we're going to open. I mean, we've been open all summer. I guess you could say the season was kind of a soft open for us. We're open one day a week doing pizza, fresh yeah. salads from our garden, Yeah. Uh, you know, once a week, okay. and live music. And now, <laughs> legally, we can open up the tap room at the end of this month. Uh Hope you know we're shooting for the last weekend of this month, and so we're getting it all set up now to have Barry Dickhorn Brewing and feature a bunch of cider from around the region and wine and just ha- just create a really special place for you. I think you know my driving force is like watching people on a Saturday here make memories with their families and stuff, yeah. and talk about like coming back every weekend and like that's I don't know I think that's what we're aspiring to be that kind of place. Yeah, and Tim, you're, you're going to have your beer out here. Yeah, most of what he was saying with the blood, sweat, and tears. The tears, that, that doesn't have to do with me. That's all him. I don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you laugh like that? He's saying, come down. Little clown. Uh, so what are you drinking? Uh, this is something you made, right? Yeah, that's Wackaloon. Yeah, Supposedly. It is. It's our Octoberfest. You know, I'll say this. When I, had, when I had it last week at... Uh, the place that you had that cheese and beer tasting. Oh, that place that yeah. you booked for me? What was <laughs> yeah. that called? Epicuse. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, you made all that money off that gig. Oh, I did. And yeah. um, In two weeks. I didn't like this beer there. Oh, you're such an asshole. But I do can I like it. Huh? I can swear on your show, yeah, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. But I do it's like, like British talk shows. <laughs> can they swear? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? You ever watch Graham Norton? Uh, if you haven't. Like clips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's incredible. Um, but I, I like it now. Sweet. Maybe just because it's 11 in the morning, and I think beer always you're tastes a, better in the morning. You're on the top of a mountain, mm-hmm. uh, a geothermal greenhouse surrounded by foliage yeah. and oak. oak barrels. It's the lemon yeah. grass, I think. Yeah, it, it must up. be. Yeah. It adds a little citrusy the aroma. Best, best beer I've ever had in my life was anything. Wackalone at Berry Acorn and Stone Bend FLS. <laughs> anything yeah, okay. by Griffin Hill. But I, I'm convinced it's uh, only makes, because yeah. I'm there at 8 in the morning. He makes great beer. Yeah. yeah. I've never heard of it. I mean, I don't, you know me, I don't know shit, but. He's a farm, a farm brewery Where? down in the uh, south side of Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, I don't know. I think drinking in the morning is better. Always tastes better. So well, you're doing the thing be- I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're doing the beer here. Beer yeah. here. So we're doing... A lot of the barrel aged, right? Barrel. So, so we brought down oak to um, our small format oak from our other brewery, and um, we added more there. We added large format oak. Um, their 1,700-gallon uh, large-format uh, upright oak tanks to the brewery up north. And then down here, we're bringing all of our small-format barrels t- for aging. Um, and we are going to also have a tap room here. We'll put it in a 16-beer lines um, bar, and we'll have to-go to go sales as well as a bunch of package. Um, like Terry said, we're going to feature a bunch of um, cider like we do at our tap room in Syracuse. How did you two meet? 
<laughs> we uh, met at a house party in Syracuse, and in the summer of house parties, yeah, there was like a house party. I don't know. Yeah, three times in a week. Was that when you were there were serious parties? Were you releasing your rap album at that point? Well, yes, um, and. You don't want me to start talking about that, man. Uh, you don't get me all real trouble. Tim, uh, we, we met back in Syracuse, but our band, uh, the band that me and my brother had started, we were on tour around the country, and we had a like serious member problem. We had to get rid of somebody like very spur of the moment, and we called back to Syracuse, and like we're all like talking about like the people we met who could fill in, who's capable of playing, and Tim's name got thrown in a few times by a few people, like, oh, Tim, you know, Vegan Tim, as he was known. Uh, Twenty years, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, Animal, and uh, and within a few days, I think Tim learned our whole album by listening to the CD. Which, hmm. I mean, I'm not saying we're the most complicated thing ever, but it's not something most people could do. Yeah. And then Tim took a train out to Chicago and met hmm. up. I remember me and my girlfriend at the time. We went and picked him up at the train station. Yeah. And friends ever since. Hmm. Three days Enjoyed. later, we played a show without rehearsal. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. And he killed it. Were you straight edge at all? It was a big radio festival, too. Not not when we met us, he wasn't. (laughs) No, no, I wasn't. You were never straight edge? No, I was for a decade when I was really young. Yeah. Before he he was offered any drugs. (laughs) So this is how they all grew up, all the straight edge kids. They grew up to be Tim. Yeah, Yeah. we all are are, uh, (laughs) making beer. beer (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering what happened to all of them. But yeah, we we, uh, flew out to Chicago. We started touring with them, and I did that for a few years. And then uh, he randomly was like gonna move over here i ended up well, in chicago, we in chicago. I for was in chicago with yeah. my girlfriend i was getting there dude and tim <laughs> called me he's like hey he was living in delaware working at mm. working at the steel trust company. i was building a church yeah with the mennonites and he was like hey i'm gonna move to chicago i was like all right cool and so he moved to chicago so i moved over there and we we lived there for a little while it's where i kind of came up in beer and this is gotcha. probably 15 years ago now. Oh, well, 96 or no, 06? 06? Oh, you moved there and never moved away. Yeah, so, yeah 2006, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So 2006, we're, we're over there, and then I started doing beer over there uh, shortly thereafter and uh, doing it at home and doing it, you know, in yeah. brew pubs there. And <clears> then uh, we wanted to open a brewery. We moved and opened the Taproom Brewery yeah. in Syracuse. Um, we distribute still in Illinois as well, just in the Chicagoland area. Uh, we st- distributed all of New York State and then now uh, in Pennsylvania as well. So, Terry, how'd you get into pizza? I mean, I've always been into pizza. Yeah. Like a lot of people, I guess. But I grew up in the Northeast. You know, grew up near Philly, New York City, Jersey. Great yeah. pizza. All right. Um, and so I've always really been into food. But when I was in Chicago, I think I realized how obsessed I was with what I would call Northeastern pizza, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't even really call it New York style because Jersey right. has better pizza than New York. Yeah. You know? But... But there was bare, at the time, you know, in the mid to late 2000s, there's no good hand tossed pizza in Chicago to speak of. Oh, really? really? No, mm-hmm. like zero. Nobody mm-hmm. was really, the, the people that were doing it were few and far between, and they weren't, they weren't good pizza places. Yeah. But when I was, I was managing a mushroom farm. Okay. And I would do a lot of farmers markets and be a lot of places. And I was at this market weekly called Green City Market twice a week and became friends with this guy who had a mobile pizza oven. His name was mm-hmm. Jared Batson. And, really talented guy and we sold mushrooms to him and came friendly and ate his pizza for breakfast mm. like many times and so years later when I ended up on this farm you know with this land we we're trying to figure out creative revenue streams for the farm yeah selling prepared food was one of the things we thought of instead of trying to be another person at the market selling the same produce right and so that was a discussion we did different things catering gigs farm dinners 
and then pizza. I just started making pizza for myself here and my family mm-hmm. because I couldn't find the pizza I wanted around here. And that became inviting people over. Yeah. And that became, hey, when can we get this more often? And they're like, we should just sell this. We bought this oven. and That's awesome. Yeah, and it's become our life. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I got like I think like a lot of people during the pandemic, <clears throat> when everybody shut in, you know, I got into you know pretty much all of like the food trends like sourdough oh, yeah. and yeah. you know, and, but pizza was a big one for me. Um, I wanted to get one of those like unis or rock boxes. Yeah, they're great. You know, and yeah. like really go after it both, with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wound up just getting in like a baking steel and doing it that way, and it was okay. That's how I st- I started with a with a a pizza uh, stone. Yeah, in my oven. As high as hot as I could get right. the oven, yeah, and that was turns out some really good pizza. Yeah, I can. Uh, I, that, that was also I was right before all those little ovens started coming out okay. on the market big time. Yeah, they were out. Uni was out, but so I was. It's so funny. I get really got into the whole sourdough pizza thing pre pandemic just because yeah. I was really I was on that journey. Right, and then all of a sudden there was so many more resources for yeah. it, you know because it became really really trendy. Yeah, uh, and it's become it, it's become easier to sell pizza yeah for sure because people understand like more people i think understand the work that goes into like making a good dough or right you know and it's not just yeah do whatever you know yeah i was spending a lot of time in the pandemic trying to figure out the dough yeah yeah it's a lot dude we're always we've been making pizza for four years now pretty seriously and yeah we're always figuring out the dough yeah like we just now this season i think and especially we do it outdoors we do most of our pizza outdoors mm. And we do different locations. Yeah. So it changes, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, today it's going to be like almost 80 degrees. Right. It it's going to be very different. Yeah, than a week ago, you know? I think Tim has oh, a question. Oh. Um, so um, I'm really good at... Um, oh, can you... Interview, interviewing... I was wondering... Excuse me for a second. I wanted to ask a question. Yeah. Um, of me? No, the guy <laughs> that just left the table. That's all right. We've got one minute anyways. Well, um, <laughs> hey, Steve. What's up? Hey, I got to ask you a question. We only got one minute left, man. You got that phone call with Zoom. Hey, Terry, I got a question for you. Hey, Tim, what's up? Well, I'm interviewing you, and this is really fun because I have a microphone. I was wondering, where do you source your ingredients? Um, you ever, no? you ever hear of uh, Cheney Brothers or Cisco? I don't know what that is. No, we don't, use don't say that. Bleep <laughs> no. that out. Can you yeah. edit that out? That's not a thing. Uh, we Cisco grow- is a sponsor of the podcast. Mm. <laughs> Buy from Cisco. <laughs> we grow uh, We grow all our tomatoes. Uh, we grow our garlic. We grow our greens. We grow our peppers. We grow most mm. of the veggie toppings that we use outside of mushrooms. But luckily, there's a lot of mushroom yeah. growers around here. Um, and we use we were using local pepperoni from the piggery, hmm. but which is a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, business here but they closed down this summer yeah so we were kind of freaking out for a second but it actually led to a really good result we actually ended up starting getting getting a vermont uh, vermont smoking cure have you seen that oh uh-uh. i'll let you try some before you leave yeah it's incredible pepperoni really like i've had i had a guy who's been in the pizza business for 40 years come uh-huh. up to me at a pizza event he goes i gotta get the info on this he was best pepperoni i've ever had in my wow. life i've been doing pizza for a long time huh a lot of people have had that reaction to it though and I'm not like I hadn't eaten meat for like 20 years. Oh, I've really? Gotten really eaten pepperoni again in the last year. You know? huh. That's wild. Um, but so yes, yeah, so we source all locally, and then the most exciting part of our our sourcing there's a chainsaw in the background there is our flour. We're really really lucky to be, and this is actually I would say lucky. 
the reason we chose pizza as uh, the vehicle for our farm for yeah. what we do in, in the revenue stream is because we wanted to find a product that we could source locally. Yeah. And flour was a big piece of that. Yeah. We have farmer ground flour here. Okay. They're become friends of ours. Um, Are they out of Tour Ashner? Right? Yeah. And yeah. they they grow. You know, some of it's grown right there. Oh, like, really? I can see it from our property. Wow. Uh, but it's they lease land all around here and yeah. grow and mill flour. Um, huh. and they come in. It's it's the best. Like some Saturdays they come in. There with some of their crew and yeah. Get the whole farmer ground crew sitting That's there awesome. just. That's the only neat. place that I could find rye flour during the pandemic yeah. was from them. Really good too. Yeah. Yeah, Where do you get your cheese, Sargento? No. <laughs> so we work with a Lively Sabaro. Run Dairy. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with Lively Run. So another, you know, purveyor that we've become close with. Uh, so mozzarella was the big question at the beginning. It was like, are we going to make our own mozzarella? Yeah. Because at the beginning, I was making it <clears throat> from, from milk. <laughs> yeah. And if you've done that, you know it's, you know, making the curds is the hard part. Yeah. And it's very time-consuming. It's like starting another business, really. Right. So we did that for the first year or so, and I just like this isn't sustainable. Yeah. So then we started buying, um, hmm. what is it, Leone uh, from Jersey? Pretty good mozzarella, but yeah. it's like you know what a lot of people use. And then because mainly I couldn't get local cheese curd, yeah. I just couldn't figure that one out. And then pandemic hit, and there were all these dairies that were dumping all this milk, you hmm. know, thousands of gallons of milk every right. week, and. So Lively Run, being the amazing people they are, they started taking that milk from them instead of it being wasted and turning it into cheese curd huh. just because it would extend the shelf life. Right. And so they started making this stretch, stretching curd, you know, from mozzarella. Mm. And that's what we work with. It, it, was a, it was a, you know, a fairly long process to get it dialed in. Yeah. But now it's just like, hmm. it's awesome. That's and I'll great. let you try some of that too. I, I mean, the best is when you get to try it right, you yeah, know, right. when we're making it. But it's incredible mozzarella and... Hmm. Yeah, so that's our pizza. The only thing that doesn't come from like uber local, I mean, the yeah. pepperonis from Vermont, lemons we use, yeah, salt, which I'm hopefully going to start getting actually from the Syracuse yeah. purveyor, and olive oil, yeah, and that's it. Uh, so when do you guys open? I mean, I know you're doing like Saturdays right Saturdays now. Saturdays right? here, we do a lot of pop ups. So yeah. like, I mean, yesterday we do a lot of special uh, private catering events as well. Yeah. Um, but we do every Tuesday at Firelight Camps through this whole season, which is like a glamping destination. Yeah. Really cool people. They do a live music thing on Tuesday nights. So we've been there every Tuesday night all season. It's been incredible hmm. like, to see that, that whole thing grow. Yeah. And then Thursdays, like tonight, we're at Press Bay Alley, downtown okay. Ithaca, yeah. right downtown. And we're there till the end of October. Hmm. And then come November, we're going to shift back to one of our like longtime uh, yeah. Relationships, the Argos. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we'll be there doing pizza through the winter. Cool. And we're going to be introducing some new stuff. We won't just be doing our yeah our hand tossed pizza. We'll be That'd doing be some cool. other stuff. So awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thanks, dude. Man. Thanks for coming down. Yeah, Terry. Nice to meet you, Tim. Well, there it is, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You know, and we haven't been very consistent with episodes, and uh, I always promise that we're going to be, but but we're not, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we've got four recorded now, and I'm excited that we're going to be editing those and putting them out consistently. And also, we have the Snack Down podcast, which uh, that's coming out every week here on the Eat Local New York podcasting network, and that's a great episode show that you should listen to. And that's it. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram and Facebook and on our website at eatlocalnewyork.com. And don't forget to pick up your Eat Local New York card 
It's a great way to get out there and support locally owned restaurants and save some money while you're doing it. You can buy the card for $25. And every time you go out to eat and spend $25 or more, you just show your card to your server or your cashier or whoever's helping you. And uh, they're going to take $5 off your bill. It's a pretty awesome way to save some money. That's it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're going to catch you next week, hopefully right here on the Local New York Podcast. And here's I'll Find You by Second Son and the Rain Dogs. Baby, I hope I find you. Yeah.